This is Gray Man Media Content. On June 7th, 1992, three young women vanished without a trace from a home in Springfield, Missouri. Despite extensive investigations and numerous leads, their whereabouts remain unknown to this day. Join us as we explore the details of the case and examine the theories surrounding this mystery. Today on Wolf Takes a Bite, it's the Springfield Three. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Devin. God damn. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I am your host, John Wolf, with my lovely, illustrious co-host, Devin D. Lord. Good day. When the fuck just happened? You just sculled a fucking... Yeah. What is what is happening? It was just a shot. Okay. Okay. Whatever you say. And cut. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't changed at all. No, not one bit. No, because we didn't break. No more breakups, Devin. No more breakups. I don't know what that means. I don't know what we're saying. So we're talking about the Springfield 3. What do you know about today's topic? I don't know shit about Springfield 3 at all. Why not? All I know is what I did a rough when I rough read the the uh, script for today. That was that was all, that's all I know. Well, what's your summary then? What do you think happened? Uh, some bitches went missing. That's about right. Yeah, that's about all I know. Okay, that's accurate. All right, good day, good day. Show was over. Uh, three bitches went missing, They're and uh, that's about it. They're gone. They are gone. Never to be seen again. Yes, exactly. Uh, much like a very dark joke that I heard today. Oh, this is it right here. Let oh, me hear it. Okay. I had to, I had to wait for him to, to get on air for this. So... A man leads a young boy into the woods. Yeah. Man leads this young boy uh-huh. into the woods. Yeah. The boy says to the man, it's starting to get pretty dark and I'm really scared. The man says to the boy, how do you think I feel? I got to walk back alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. I'm disturbed. What do you uh <laughs> what do you what do you call a kid? No arms and no legs. No idea. You call it names. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. That's also fucked up. That's very good, though. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yours was pretty good, too. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, much like these uh, disturbing jokes, uh, this is a disturbing topic. These three women just disappeared out of nowhere, and this happens actually often. Yeah, I uh, I don't like 
covering this kind of stuff. Oh. It's, it's hard to laugh at these situations. Is it, though? Not really, which is why I feel bad about it. <laughs> That's okay. You can feel bad all you want. That's okay. Basically, these three uh, individuals uh, of varying ages and real close relationship, by the way. One was a mother and daughter. That's not great. They all lived together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one day out of nowhere, alien abduction. Okay, but I don't think that's what happened, right? No, it's not what happened. Oh, that's sad. That would have been way more interesting. So It could be a theory. We'll see. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's kind of where I'm at. But that's like that's pretty default. Wolf takes a bite. So I mean, we're right where we usually are. If anything, we're five minutes early, which is right where I usually am. We're five minutes early. Yeah, I came five minutes early today. <laughs> you certainly did not. <laughs> You're right. I was three minutes late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I meant on the episode, Devin. Oh, okay. Yes, our timing is great. Okay, cool. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> Imagine a dark scene. It is the year of 1992. People are poor. What? Crime runs rampant through the streets. What the fuck? Three young women vanished from their homes in Springfield, Missouri, leaving behind no trace or evidence of foul play. The three women, one, Susie Streeter, the other, Stacy McCall, McCall. McCall! McCall, not McCall. No! C-A-L-L. McCall! And the third, Cheryl Levitt. We're all last seen between the hours of 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. And were reported missing the next morning. Despite numerous searches, interviews, and leads, the case remains unsolved to this day. Susie Streeter was only 19 years old at the time of her disappearance and was set to graduate from Kickapoo High School just days later. Kickapoo? Kickapoo. Oh, no. Don't do that. Stacy McCall was 18 years old and had just graduated from high school the previous year. Cheryl Levitt was 47 years old and was a hairstylist at a local salon. Now all three women lived together in Levitt's home in the 2000 block of East Dalmar Street in Missouri. There was no signs of a struggle except for a broken porch light globe. There was also a message on the answering machine that police believe might have provided a clue about these disappearances. But it was inadvertently erased by accident. Accident. I mean, you're dusting for fingerprints, Devin. And then all of a sudden, beep. yeah, you have to. I feel like you, you got to be really careful when you're touching evidence. This is why nobody uses physical answering machines anymore. Yeah, that's why. It's not because of any other, like, any other reason whatsoever. So, missing persons flyers were actually put up around the town because that's about all they could do. Mm. Yeah. Here's an excerpt from the flyer. What the fuck's in Missouri? Cows? Probably heroin? Well, that's everywhere. So Missouri's not special. Why? (laughs) St. Louis? Yes. But this was in Springfield. What a lame-ass city. Wasn't the Simpsons based out of that city? No, I don't think that's... Like, I think it was called Springfield, but I don't think it was... 
okay. that city. You know what I mean? Okay. I think Springfield Simpsons is is fictional. How have we not covered the Simpsons? That's next year. Because that guy is definitely oh yeah time traveler. Time traveler. For uh, sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, why do we have to cover it? We already know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's no conspiracy here. Yeah, no, it's, it's solved. <laughs> so the. Uh, <laughs> So let's talk more about these victims in detail, shall we? Let's start off with Streeter and McCall, who, gra- McCall! <clears throat> who graduated from Kickapoo High School on Kickapoo. June 6, 1992. They were last seen around 2 a.m. on June 7th, just like the rest of them. And when they were leaving, the last of their few graduation parties that they had been attending over that evening, at some point during the night, they were also seen in a battlefield you know the places where they do the some war reenactments. Oh, yes, not an active battlefield, obviously. Well, why obviously? Because there wasn't a civil war in '92. But you didn't say civil war; you just said battlefield. That's concerning. Well, that would be the only battlefield. <laughs> Common sense, Devin, states that the pair planned to spend the night at their friend <laughs> Kirby's house. No, you made that up. Shut no. up. Jaylene Shut Kirby up. was her name. So it wasn't Kirby. It was Jaylene Kirby. No, her name was Jaylene Kirby. But when they decided to kick... I'm sorry. <laughs> what? When they decided Kirby's house was too crowded, they instead left to go to Streeter's house. And then Levitt's. Thus, where the three women had originally stayed. So now they're at Levitt's home at 1717 East Del Mar Street to retire for the night. It is assumed that they arrived because their clothing, jewelry, purses, and vehicles were all present at the house the next day. Levitt was last heard from at approximately 11.15 p.m. on June 6th when she spoke to a friend over the phone about painting an armoire. The alleged timeline of these three is suspected to be convoluted as the friends who last saw the girls the previous evening were also the first to arrive at Levitt's home the next day. The following day, around 9 a.m., Kirby and her boyfriend visited the house after Streeter and McCall failed to show up at McCall! their home. You can't keep doing that. Oh, it's every time. God damn it. <laughs> They had planned to spend the day at a water park and were supposed to leave Kirby's residence. Upon arriving, Kirby found the home's front door unlocked and entered the home, but found no sign of Streeter or Levitt or the other girl. No, it, each was, of it, the was women, it was good. It was good. Each of the women's cars were parked outside. She also reported to police that the gas lamp shade on the porch light was shattered. Though the light bulb itself was still intact, Kirby's boyfriend innocently helped her sweep the broken glass off the porch. Hmm. Suspicious. Yeah, you shouldn't be caught uh, cleaning up a crime scene in Probably any way, shape, not. or form. Uh, no. That automatically makes you look guilty as fuck. Yeah. Which police later determined that they may have destroyed potential evidence. Yeah, unlike the police who deleted the last fucking, you know, cassette tape thing whatever fucking it's recorded inside the house kirby found levitt and streeter's dog a Mm. yorkshire terrier named cinnamon who appeared agitated while inside kirby answered a strange disturbing (laughs) cinnamon's so cute 
Such a cute name. Kirby also answered a strange and disturbing call from an unidentified male who made sexual innuendos on the phone and then hung up. She hung up the phone immediately and received another call of a sexual nature, hanging up the phone again. Several hours later, McCall's mother, Janice, also invite, visited the house after failed attempts to reach her daughter by phone. Inside, she noticed all three women's persons were sitting on the floor of the living room and saw her daughter's clothing neatly folded from the night before. Levitt and Streeter's cigarettes were also left inside the house. Janice frantically called the police from the home's telephone to report the three women missing. After placing the call, while checking the phone's answering machine, she listened to a strange message, but it was inadvertently erased from the tape. Police were very interested in the call and it believed it may have contained a clue. They also did not believe it was connected to the prank calls that Kirby received earlier. Now, McCall's parents contacted the police in reference to their daughter's disappearance from Levitt's home more than 16 hours after the women were last seen. And other worried friends and family called and visited the home regularly through that following day. Police later estimated that the crime scene had been corrupted by 10 to 20 people who visited this home for only 16 hours of three people missing. Upon officer's final arrival, the scene showed no signs of a struggle except for a shattered porch light. Police noted that Levitt's bed had been slept in and all personal property was left behind. Money, keys, cars, purses, cigarettes, and the family dog. These are the three women. Now, this seems to me, at this stage, before we start making our assumptions of what most theories are on this subject, it would seem to me that based on the story and the progression of this, police took way too long to arrive. 20 people walked through the crime scene cleaning it up. That's 10 times two. 20. Well, I'm saying, Devin, what do you think? What the fuck else? Oh, I mean, cinnamon. Cinnamon did it? The dog, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, episode over. Case closed. We caught his ass. Arrest that dog. Uh, well, it sounds to me like uh, all you've done is talk about the mishandling of it by the police, which there's no argument there. They definitely did. As far as what actually happened to him, I'm not really sure. I don't really have... I'm not prudent to the details of the case. I assume that that will be covered in the... Uh, the notes here well that was the uh actually the proclivity of the details that we have about the case so, nothing else is so really we don't known. know anything about what happened it, so anything could describe what happened for all we know cinnamon did do it all for all i know 20 people within you know 16 hours ran through this house yeah that's 10 times two that could have been any number of those people and also they deleted shit. There was a motherfucker sweeping shit up, cleaning up the crime scene. I mean, yeah, it could be anybody. But I, my, my, my vote, if I was a gambling man, it'd be on sentiment. Well, over the years, there have been many theories about what happened to the Springfield Three. Some people believe that they may have just run away or committed suicide. Where's Other, the body? Others think that they may have been victims of a serial killer. 
Some even believe that they may have been victims of a cult or a satanic group. There have been reports of reports of cult activity in the area around this time of their disappearances and leading some to believe that the Springfield three may have been victims of cult related crime. Now the case has been connected to several other missing persons cases in the area, leading some to believe a serial killer could be more likely responsible. However, there is no concrete evidence to support any of these theories as the case remains one of the greatest mysteries in Missouri's history to this day. Now, there is only one suspect for this case. And we're going to talk about him right after this break. Those three bitches. I swear to God. Oh. 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 Those fucking bitches. Those fucking bitches. You know... They killed J. Edgar Hoover. What? <laughs> I'm blaming them for every crime in 1990 to 1992. They just went on a crime spree for two straight years. That's a theory. I mean, that's why they disappeared. They had to get the fuck out of town. Exactly. You know what else? They probably went to graymanmediaco.com and saw all the fucking great deals we had and had a bolt out of Springfield, Missouri. If they had just bought some merch from the Wolf Takes a Bite portion of the store, they would have been incognito. They would have been so fly. Like, no, actually, you know what? That's probably why they didn't. Because people would have been like, yo, that's a sick fucking shirt. Where'd you get that? You know, that's probably a fair point. It seems like we're re- rerouting convolutedly here, but I have to say that our <laughs> our, material, our materials are made out of the best high-quality cotton. Yeah, with, I mean, you know, 99.9% missing people and then 1% oh. cotton. It's the best you can buy. We make our shit out of missing people? That's not, that's not great. Some kind of disclaimer there. <laughs> You know what else you can do? Who, me? Yeah. What can I do? You can also help me by uh, liking, subscribing, and sharing, and checking out this link below for Transistor FM. It's how I post all of this stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me to shove it. <laughs> <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, dude, if you wanted to start your own podcast, which, like, let's be honest, who doesn't want a podcast? It's the year 2023. Everybody's got a podcast. And listen, even these bitches have a podcast. Yeah, even these three motherfucking missing people have a podcast. So listen, look, you're going to need somebody to do the back end stuff. Listen, recording and editing is the fun part. You don't want to be responsible for posting it on Apple Posting it on spot. Oh, all the manuals. Oh, oh that would be God. so hard. And you got to host your RSS feed somewhere anyway. So, yeah. you know, you need to do somewhere. And like for us, Transistor FM, that's the way to go. That's a pretty good way to go. It is. It is pretty good. Pretty good. And you don't even have to pay somebody like Squarespace, sponsor Squarespace, uh, <laughs> for a website because Transistor will literally make you a simple website for your podcast. So you got a landing page right there. And now a sponsor can be. Um, <laughs> In the middle of this <laughs> exactly i mean you know what we're, we're open to hearing all fucking deals you know just like i'm open to hearing the crisp cracking of a monster can oh yeah uh, let me tell you john came in here on some bullshit today and it was only because further. i didn't drink enough monster yeah <laughs> 
And you know where you could have got that monster, John? From our I, affiliate link below yeah. on Amazon? Man, uh, I could have got a whole case. 24 of them for the best deal. It's the best deal. I heard from a really cool podcast last week Did that you? it's from a really... It's the best deal in town. Well, I think uh, I think you'd be stupid if you like energy drinks. You don't go use this link. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not... I'm not listen, I don't want to say anything incriminating, but I am saying that the people in Springfield, Missouri, they did not use the affiliate code and they were drinking monster and they went missing. I'm just, I'm listen, I'm not saying anything, but like, you know what I mean? You know, every monster can is made out of 99.9% <laughs> missing people. <laughs> Let's get back oh, to no. this episode. Wow. That was a pretty good, uh, ad right there, man. <laughs> Give ourselves a little pat on the back for that advertisement. I think it looked pretty professional, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it looked great, man. So before the break, we were talking about uh, the one and only suspect for this case. Which we all know who it is. Not cinnamon. <laughs> it's not fucking cinnamon. Get that out of your head. But it could be. We don't know for sure. Listen, we, we, don't, we don't know for sure. Do we? Do we know for sure it wasn't cinnamon? Yes. Oh, okay. How? Because the Yorkshire Terrier didn't do it. <laughs> Just as likely as you are to spit rap god right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been years since that song came out. It's just you got this look going on today. It's throwing me, it's throwing me for a loop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. So the one suspect, his name is Robert... Craig Cox. Of course it is. In 1997, he was imprisoned in Texas as a convicted kidnapper and robber. The suspect in a Florida murder and told journalists that he knew the three women that had been murdered and buried and claimed their bodies would never be recovered. In 1992, Cox had been living in Springfield and when they interviewed him, then he had told investigators that he was with his girlfriend at church the morning after the women disappeared, which his girlfriend corroborated. However, she later recanted her statement and said that Cox had asked her to say that. Cox also stated that he was at the home of his parents the night of the disappearance, and they confirmed that alibi as well. Authorities were concerned and uncertain if Cox was involved in the case or if he was just seeking recognition for the alleged murders by issuing false statements. Cox stated to authorities and journalists that he would disclose what happened to the three women after his mother died. His mother never died. I'm just kidding. In 1997, he would be the only person that is named as a special suspect. Two different alibis. Two different alibis. Very well placed. And convicted of uh, similar crimes. Kidnapping, robbery, etc. He kind of fits the bill, but it seems like an easy push. Also, if he's able to manipulate all these different people, who's to say he didn't manipulate the 20 plus people that ran through the house before the police got there? What? It's been, it's been longer than 45 minutes. I haven't heard from my daughter. Oh my God, I must go to the house and fold her clothes and set them on the fucking couch. Oh, did that happen? Yeah. I remember that. 
You were making a joke about cinnamon when I was dating those acts. Oh, that's because it was cinnamon. Now, the investigation gets pretty uh, intense as well. Now that the cops have finally started taking hold of this, and they have a suspect in mind, which eventually they disproved as possible because of his alibis, somehow, through the miracle of whatever. I was going to say, they got 20 people to, <sighs> to at least ruin a crime scene. Well, they also got to question all these people. This is an involved investigation. It is. In fact, the investigation into disappearances of the Springfield Three have been ongoing for over two decades and has involved local, state, and federal authorities. Now, despite numerous searches and collections of evidence, the case remains still unsolved to this day. <clears throat> the Springfield Police Department has dedicated countless hours to the case, and the FBI has even offered a $100,000 reward for information leading to the resolution of this case. And in recent years, advances in technology have allowed authorities to revisit the old evidence and test for new information. But still to date, no new leads have actually emerged. On December 31st of 1992, a man called the America's Most Wanted hotline with information about the woman's disappearance. But the call was disconnected when the switchboard operator attempted to link it up with Springfield investigators. Police said that the caller had prime knowledge about the abductions, and that's a quote from the caller, and publicly appeared, I'm sorry, and uh, publicity appealed for the man to contact them, but he never did. That was the only call he made. Levitt and Streeter were declared legally dead in 1997. However, their case files are still officially filed under missing. Investigators receive a tip that the women's bodies were buried in the foundations of the South Parking Garage at Cox Hospital. Cox has a hospital too? Isn't that one of the name of the suspects? Mm. Seems a coincidence, really. In 2007, crime reporter Kathy Barriott invited Nick Norland, a mechanical engineer, to scan a corner of the parking garage with ground penetrating radar, or GPR. Norland found three anomalies, roughly the same size, that he said were consistent with a gravesite location for this type of structure. Two of the anomalies were parallel and the other was perpendicular. Now, Springfield Police Department spokesperson Lisa Cox said that the person who reported the tip provided no evidence or logical reasoning behind their theory at the time or since. She also said that the parking garage began construction in 1993, over a year after the disappearances. Digging up the area and subsequently reconstructing the structure would be extremely costly. Without any reasonable belief that the bodies could be located, here is illogical to do so. So for those reasons, they did not dig up that spot, even though there was three anomalies underground buried in the concrete because it just would have been too inconvenient and too expensive. Investigators have determined that this lead is not credible, however, because Daryl Moore, a former assistant at the Greene County Prosecutor's Office, said the tip came from someone who either claimed to be a psychic or claimed to have a dream or a vision about the case. Now, Devin, <clears throat> there's one thing I know for sure. That psychic was on something but it got dismissed because of the costliness, the inconvenience, 
and because it came from a psychic. But how convenient is it that in that exact spot where they were told to look, there was three anomalies roughly the same shape as a body's. Very interesting. I don't know a whole lot about ground-penetrating radar, but I assume if these so-called anomalies were credible enough using that GPR, um, that that would have been grounds to do so. Um, So I assume that the radar mechanic probably saw anomalies, but then was like, realistically speaking, this probably is nothing, or to some variation of that. And then, therefore, the police did not act on that because I'll take radar evidence over some crackpot who thinks they're a psychic any day of the week. And I assume that the police would also. And so, therefore, I have to assume that the guy who was operating the radar probably was like, listen, realistically, this this probably isn't it. Uh, his exact statements were said that it does match the size. What was his quote? Blah, blah, blah. We've got to go find it again. Thanks a lot. There we go. Um, ground penetrating radar. Now, Norland found three anomalies, and his word says roughly the same size that he said were consistent with a grave site location. Those are his quotes. That's crazy. All right. I'm convinced. I think that. Yep. I think that's where they're at. That's That's where they're at. Oh, it, it does not take much to store a body for a year in a freezer and then find a good spot to dump them into a concrete structure that's getting built. I mean, that's not hard to do. No, I'd say that's probably where they're at then. Get on it, police officers. Springfield, Missouri. I mean, it's it's not unheard of, especially in the 90s. I mean, even in Louisville, there's bodies buried inside the walls of Old Town Louisville. In the 90s, Old Town Louisville. John Wolf. 2023. I didn't put him there. Oh, that's way different than what you were saying. What I'm saying is they have found mm-hmm. skeletal remains inside the walls in Old Oval mm. of a lot of those older buildings. Now, granted, some of those and most of those are actually from the 1800s because those were those where those buildings were built. But still, again, not an implausible theory for a disposal. I mean, it, GPR says they're there, bro. That's where they're at. I would trust the radar. That's all I'm saying. And if the link came from a psychic from far away, I mean, also, that's a little pretty on the nose. Dude, the the, the ground-penetrating radar said that they're there. I mean, that's you, you can't defeat these kind of technologies as far as I'm concerned. I so. guess it depends on what GPR actually imaging looks like. Yeah, again, I'm not I'm not claiming to be an expert in any way, shape, or form. So I'm assuming it's like relatively the same as like the fish radar that they use on boats. I don't know anything about that either. It just shows like a blur of a heat signature or a blur of a something that's different. Well, I hope the dead depth. bodies that have been in there since the nineties aren't having a heat signature. Oh no, Devin. You know what I'm saying though? No, I don't because I don't fish. I don't use GPR. I don't I don't have any kind of that's what I'm saying. I don't have just because I don't have any kind of hands-on use with any of these technologies. These technologies exist for a reason, and there's a reason that people are still buying these products and using them. It's because they're somewhat accurate. Mm. So here's some interesting facts about the Springfield Three you may not know. The disappearance of the Springfield Three is one of the largest missing person cases in Missouri history. 
Also, despite numerous searches and collection of evidence, no physical evidence has actually been found to suggest the women are dead at all or foul play was involved. The only evidence found at the scene was a broken porch light and a purse belonging to one of the women, which was found in a nearby alleyway. Which is interesting because the earlier report said that all of their belongings were in the house. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember covering anything about the the person in the alleyway, but that is definitely that means that these people definitely were moved. So a kidnapping makes it, it's become a lot more plausible in that case. I would have to agree. In the years since the disappearance, there have been several reported sightings of women, but not of the women, but none of them have actually been confirmed. One of the most well-known sightings was in 1994 when a woman claimed to have seen Stacy McCall working at a fast food restaurant in Oklahoma. However, the woman's story was never sustained and McCall was still never found, obviously. <clears throat> now, some of the wilder, more far-fetched conspiracy theories that have been proposed regarding this case are alien abduction. Of course, I mean, duh, it makes more sense, right? Some people believe that the women were abducted by aliens and taken to another planet. This theory is often supported by reports of strange lights and unidentified flying objects in the area at the time of their disappearance. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know anything about that either. That's that makes that even makes alien abduction plausible. I mean, in that case, if you got people calling and saying, hey, yo, there's fucking UFOs out here, dog, at the time of the of the disappearance. I mean, and of course, especially in the 90s, they're going to, you know, bury that in the media uh, I mean it just wouldn't be taken seriously in any way shape or form absolutely then there's also the fact of a government cover up being involved where those who believe that the government may have actually been involved in the disappearance of the Springfield 3 this theory is often based on the idea that the government may have been conducting secret experiments or tests in the area at the time and wanted to cover up their tracks MK Ultra. similar to at least in the 90s LSD in the water supply. Alive and well. Just saying. Then there's time travel. Some believe that the Springfield 3 may have been caught in a time warp or black hole and transported to another time and place. This theory is often based on reports of strange noises and lights in the area around the time of their disappearance. Again, aliens. Duh. There's also the secret society theory, which is actually more popular than you would think that they they believe that the Springfield 3 may have been victims of a secret cult society. And this theory is often based on reports of cult activity in the area around the time of their disappearance as well. There's a lot of things going on in Springfield, Missouri. If they were part of a cult that why like why would they have disappeared for this long? Is kind of where I'm at. Like I feel like at some point or another they would have they would have been found again. Sacrificed. I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I just feel like if, oh, you mean like they weren't part of a cult. They were just taken and sacrificed. Okay. I mean, maybe, but like, I don't know. That seems pretty hardcore. It could be, though. Could be. I don't know. Hardcore answers are usually more fun. Those devil worshipers. <clears throat> well, that's all I have for the Springfield 3 in this episode, the, the mystery that continues to captivate the world. So what did you think, Devin? I think it was probably... Aliens. Thought you were gonna say cinnamon. Oh, it's definitely cinnamon for sure. But if I want to go with a fun, like laughable kind of thing, it's definitely aliens. 
Because we all know, like, for 100% fact, it was cinnamon. There's just no way around that. So, so but if we want to come is up an alien. With, uh, unless cinnamon is an alien, which, you know, fucking Yorkshire, what is it? Yorkshire. Yorkshire ty- oh, Staffordshire, Yorkshire. I don't know. Yorkie one of those. terriers. It's a terrier of some sort. Uh, it's suspect, to say the least. They're weird dogs. I mean, they all are. And they're almost, they're, they're literally howling at the moon. That's because that's where they're from, bro. That's where the spaceship is. Mm-hmm. Dark side of the moon, my guy. Yeah, we've covered yeah. that. That makes sense. A hollow moon. Oh, a hollow moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, there's it's it's just bone dust from all the gnawing of the dogs. Uh-huh. That's why it's white. That's funny. Yeah, um, That's a good image. Maybe maybe it's aliens. I don't know. I don't really feel like alien abduction is very prevalent. It's pretty one in a million. But I guess that's that is why we hear about it. Right. As probably some crackhead like. Stealing them and, but they got uh, all the evidence just add up. How do you break a lamp without breaking the bulb? How do you break the lamp and that's the only thing that you break during you, during you abducting break, three people? I mean, you didn't break the bulb. I mean, you gotta. The, all three of the girls went missing all at the same time, right? Like, how do you? One person isn't gonna overpower three. It's just not gonna happen. That's a fair point. It's just not gonna happen. So it's it's either aliens or it's a bunch of government agents. Yeah, I mean, some something would have had to happen. And they were dragging them out of the house. Maybe they're like, "Oh, we got to make it look like it was a breaking or something." Quick, Rob, break the light. <laughs> yeah, I, I for me, I I feel like if you were if you were gonna do a government cover up, like if it was if the government was involved, they would have done it so much more dramatic. They would have staged that thing for weeks. They would have been camping outside of this place they would have broken in and made it look like a break-in if they were going to do it except for that one ocd agent who was the last one to leave the house and had to clean everything up well 20 people did come in and out which is also suspect so it is very suspect why the cops take so long to get there and why would they always they showed up the next day they showed up the next day isn't it normal answer you gotta wait 72 hours or 48 hours hours. 24 hours 24 hours this is less than 10 hours Oh, it was with it was, yeah. It was the day Maybe after because it was three people. They were last heard from at like eleven fifty nine at night, and then at four or nine a.m. in the next day, that people were calling the cops and they were showing up and doing shit. Mm. Oh, immediately, pretty much. Yeah, I guess it took twenty people going in and out of the house to convince them. Like they're not here. I swear. We've looked. We've looked. All 20 of us. We folded the clothes. They're not in the buttons. That's, that's insane. It's weird. The whole thing is weird. That's a weird one. Maybe I think maybe it's all the theories in one. That's, what, that's usually what I fall for. I think it's all theories in one. Well, if aliens came, the government almost certainly was also there. And covering it up. Yeah. And then there was just happened to be a serial killer at the same time. Who murked the fuck out of them. Of the aliens? No, no. Humans ain't getting one on an alien. Are you kidding me? No way. Could be one of those little ganky ones. Aliens? Yeah. Dude, if they can get here, bro, they're way more sophisticated than we are. Also, they almost certainly have telepathy. They're probably stopping bullets with their mind. I think it's just the greys, though, to do that, right? Oh, I don't know shit. (laughs) I don't know. That's a weird tangent to get into. You can, you can blame aliens on damn near anything we cover on this show. Yeah, that's my that's pretty much my you know that's that, that's gonna be our new mantra. 
It was aliens. It was aliens, aliens did it. It's obviously aliens. Duh. You got a problem? Aliens did it. Sorry, Mama. Was it me? It was the aliens. Yep. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Will Takes a Bye. We hope you enjoyed exploring the mystery of the Springfield 3 with us. Join us next week for an exciting episode about the lost city of Roanoke. From disappearances to uh, colonists to theories surrounding their fate, we'll dive into this fascinating mystery that has captivated historians for centuries, much like the Springfield 3. So mark your calendars and tune in for another thrilling episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Next week, Wednesday, get ready. Don't forget to uh, go to our website at graymanmediaco.com and uh, check out the merch store and leave us a message. Also, you can leave us messages on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name Literally it. Literally wherever. Both Wolf Takes a Bite and Gray Man Media. You can find us anywhere on social. Uh, like, share, and subscribe this. And uh, let's get to it, man. Season 5. And if you're on Spotify, give us those fucking stars. Apple 2. Rank that shit. Yeah, whatever it is, please. For the love of all that is good and holy. Five fucking stars. Comment. Please. Yeah, I need that. Slim Shady out. Oh, yeah. Question everything. See you on the next one. Is there something you've been wanting to get your loved one? Just don't know really where to go? Well, if you go to GreenManMediaCo.com, you can use our affiliate links through Amazon to get a special deal just for your loved one. All kinds of amazing things such as microphones, recording equipment, lights, and more. Go to GreenManMediaCo.com and let us know what you would like to see on there. We might even make a special promo for you.